0: Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron.
1: Welcome. It is so wonderful to be with you this week. And I want you to take a deep breath and really just ground. Allow yourself to inhale and exhale and ground into the space that you're in. If you need to, stomp your feet a little bit, bring yourself into your body. With the new year, so often it's easy to kick off and jumpstart and get very, very busy and forward moving with all of the goals and the ideas and the energy, especially with this eight year that has taken off, that it felt really good to have a grounded conversation, one that brings us into our interconnectedness of ourselves with the rest of the world, and also brings us back into our own animal bodies, into curling up and snuggling in within the sensory and the subtle that exists beneath our skin, that kind of rumbles and keeps us either running or at times hermiting in the ways that we need to. And so I'm really, really delighted that Dr. Stephen Farmer ...has come to help open this new year with me by being the guest on this show. He is a brilliant, brilliant man that has created so many wonderful things. He's a licensed psychotherapist, a soul healer, the author of several best-selling books, including uh, Oracle card decks as well. He has created Animal Spirit Guides, Earth Magic, Earth Magic Oracle Cards. He has Children's Spirit Animal Cards... Uh, healing Ancestral Karma. And he's released a book called Animals Personal Tales of Encounters with Spirit Animals with Sacred Stories Publishing, part of their Common Sentient series. And on top of that, we're going to be doing something together soon on Humanity's team a wonderful masterclass that is uh, inclusive of several of the creators in that Common Sentient series coming together to bring forth the wisdom and the insight when it comes to practical spirituality and how to engage our mystical experiences. You can find out more about that in the Banner mid-show page on my radio page. But without further ado, welcome, Stephen, to 1111 Radio. It's so great to have you here.
2: Hi, it's good to be with you again, Simran. Uh, Interviewed you for my podcast a while back, and I, uh, I... the thing that strikes me, one of the things that strikes me the most is just your your voice. What a great radio voice. You know, it's very soft and very soothing. So
1: I think oh, the people that tune
2: in are, are very uh, fortunate.
1: Thank you so, thank so you. much. Thanks
2: to, yeah, thank <laughs> you for having me on the show. It's, it's a pleasure, believe me. I love talking about um, my work. I love it.
1: Well, we always have really rich, insightful conversations, and I feel like this will be an inspirational one for the listeners. I'm going to open up actually with a paragraph from your book, Animals, uh, Personal Tales of Encounters with Spirit Animals, where you write, um, Animals are us and we are them. For our long-ago ancestors and many indigenous peoples, it's a given that Homo sapiens are fundamentally related to every living being on this planet, from the smallest pebble and multitude of plants to the largest animals. In our modern world, too many of us have forgotten this intimate relationship. We may agree with it as a philosophy, but the experience of it as our true reality has become obscured, even as we breathe the same air, share the same land and oceans, and cohabitate on the single spectacular Mother Earth. And right now, that just seems like such a perfect place to start to kind of to ground and remember that we are interconnected, that we are part of this greater mass that is earth and animal and spirit and air and water and ether and fire. And I'd like to start there because I think there's a lot in the world right now that can create nervous tension, that can have our nervous systems a little ragged Um, that can keep us in defense or kind of constantly moving to not have to feel. So if we could start off maybe talking a little bit about anchoring into that grounding of interconnectedness, that remembering of who and what we really are in this great big marble that's hanging in the universe.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a great place to start. You know, that it's... um... A forgotten truth, and we are remembering, which is the good news. I think there's various um, teachings, etc., that we can come across. We can experience that remembrance by going out into the natural world, even though we're uh, we can tend to be sort of isolated from the natural world. You you walk into a room, the lights go on. You know, there's uh, fresh water. Uh, we're very fortunate in that way to have all of these things available to us. But I think they sort of shroud uh, cover in some way a deeper kind of uh, a sense of connectedness to the larger world, not just the world, but the beings in this world, the tree beings, the animal beings, etc. And I know that it's part of my mission or my purpose, I should say, is to, first of all, keep myself in that awakening process, I would call it. Cause it is a process you know I'm, I'm a forgetful human being you know i it's the way it is and there's something more that i've been assigned to do in this lifetime which is to encourage that sort of remembrance that deep remembrance of our connection and it's not something just cognitive or intellectual simran as i'm sure you know it's something that has to be felt i know that um Last night, I took my dog for a walk, and I looked up, and it's a very clear evening. Uh, It was already dark, and I looked up, and there is the moon in this little sliver (laughs) that is beginning to emerge from the new moon. And I, I, I must say that we need, I believe, we need to redefine the term awe, A-W-E, or awesome. I think that the word awesome, I, I have this little um, opinion about that. It's used far too often when things aren't awesome. You know, somebody gives you the correct change, they uh, or you give them the correct change, and they go, oh, thanks, awesome. And I, I want to I say so badly, I want to say, no, that's not awesome. Go out and look at the moon. Go yeah. out and hug a tree. Sit by a tree. Get your feet in the dirt, you know. That's, that's awesome if we can pause for just a few moments, take a deep breath, you know, as you indicated at the beginning of the show. uh, Allow your body to relax so that you can employ all of your senses to truly experience the majesty and the wonder of this world. And the other reference if I may continue um, a bit is, is this idea of ancestors. I think it's quite common, it's understandable and quite common to think of ancestors as maybe, you know, two or three generations back. And yet, if you can imagine, close your eyes, if you're listening to this, close your eyes for a moment, unless you're driving, of course. (laughs) Close your eyes and just imagine mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, great grandma and see this sort of wedge or this V shape that goes back, 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 back. And in working, with that realm, the domain of uh, ancestors, I realized, especially as I was putting together a deck of Oracle cards called Messages from the Ancestors, I went, how do you do this? You know, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, you know, (laughs) what I realized is, no, there, it goes much deeper than that. And the last piece I want to say that I think is very worth uh, checking out for the listeners, is a show on Netflix of all places, a documentary, a docu series a documentary series called Life on Our Planet. Please go watch that documentary. It's amazing, and I'll give you some credentials that might tempt you even more. Steven Spielberg produced it. That's heavy duty. Morgan Freeman, one of my favorite narrators, you know, narrates the whole thing and the team from Jurassic Park series did the CGI's. It basically goes back to about 4 billion plus years ago when life somehow, depending on what theory you wanna subscribe to, appeared on this earth, starting with the oceans and then moving from there. And it covers that 4 billion years, I think in about six segments. And I think it's a mind-blower. It's like, wow, it really puts things in perspective. And then it's, okay, how did we get here?
1: Mm. Oh, that sounds powerful. (laughs) Yes, yes, I will definitely look that up and hope that everyone else does too. I want to go back to the words remembrance and forgetting. And for many people, they would say, well, if I've forgotten, I don't know exactly what it is I'm supposed to remember And yet, I'm noticing within myself, especially after having done so much inner work, that the remembrance really is nestled within the physiology, that it's this constant rumbling or sensitivity that keeps rising up for us to take notice of and become aware of. And that, to me, does feel very animal. It feels very ancient. Um, mm. in a way. And I'd love yeah. for you to speak to that in regard to our connection with animals, but also how we support this animal body that we have as we steward this remembrance into the places that we don't know yet.
2: Yeah, well stated. I, I, As I was um, describing this, it it really is about sensation to start with, you know, the intellectual element is there no matter what, but to really sense, to use all your senses, your eyes, your ears, and especially your body to experience the world, touch, touch that tree, but know that you're not just touching a tree, you're touching something that has, uh, dare I say, not a, no pun intended, but has roots that go very, very deep you know, literally, as well as figuratively, as far as the ancestry of um, being on the earth before we were, you know, and somehow, this evolution that took place, in 4 billion years, it's hard to even conceive of that, when the earth was still forming, when the earth had settled down enough to where life began in the oceans, you know, with single celled organisms, anyway, and it, and it progressed from there over 4 billion years. That's a mind blower. That I don't know how to conceive of that four billion years, <laughs> but the um, importance I think of the remembering. I sometimes I like wordplay. I'm a writer, Simran, you, which you know, um, and I like wordplay because they it shifts the meaning, and if you think of the word remember, and its opposite dismember, not literal dismemberment, but being distant from the memory. So, the remember is let's do this in a different way. Let's remember who we are in relation to the cosmos, in relationship to this amazing planet. And to do so, you make that connection through your body first, and the intellect follows. Now, I, I contend that that's true. And I would invite anyone that's listening to just test that out. We receive something in our body. We receive a sensation. I look up at the moon. Yes, and the visual triggers something in my body, that feeling of awe. And I go and touch a tree or sit by a tree for a few moments. I, another invitation would be, yeah, I know it here in the Northern Hemisphere, at least it's getting a little chilly in certain parts as we had just experienced um, in the uh, East Coast and the Midwest. But when there's an opportunity, yeah, go out. And stand or sit by a tree, touch the tree, and have a conversation. I know that's gonna probably sound weird, but have a conversation. Just say, hey, how are you doing, tree? And then close your eyes, take a deep breath, and then see what shows up. What what do you see in your mind's eye? You know, what do you hear in that inner voice? What do you sense? Not just feel emotionally, but so you feel with your senses in this conversation with the tree. Sandra Ingerman, who's a a delightful teacher of shamanism, and I had the good fortune uh, many years ago in my shamanic training uh, to get to know her in a one-week seminar in Esalen, um, has described that exercise I just described, that it, it isn't about the spirit of the tree or getting a spiritual message. It's like, hey, talking to the fella that or the woman that you meet, you know, that say, oh, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. What's happening to you? You know, to really have a conversation. Simple things like that. There's so many. The other thing is something called earthing. You know, when it's warm enough, uh, take your shoes off. Go out on the land. Feel the essence of Earth Mother. Feel your connection to Earth Mother. Your, 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 there's an advantage also to going barefoot, by the way, which is that uh, it's been shown that and you, you pick up natural antioxidants from either going barefoot or wearing leather sole shoes, not rubber sole, but leather sole shoes that she gives to us freely but just by walking on her body. And so then we can return that in, in an exchange by prayers for Earth Mother by making offerings. Offerings being something like cornmeal, you know, thank you. Here's here's a gift for you. Thank you for all that you give us. Uh, the principle of reciprocity, something I came across in a wonderful book called Braiding Sweetgrass. as by Robin Wall Kimmerer, Braiding Sweetgrass. Again, one, one of my top 10 books. And she emphasizes that fact of reciprocity, not fact, but that concept of reciprocity that we receive so much from the land and from the beings of the land, that uh, what about giving something back? You know, what if we, if we do garden, can we do it prayerfully? Can we treat it as a sacred act and um, appreciate the generosity of Earth Mother? So uh, I'm just kind of going off, you know, on that idea but the idea comes back to circles back to remembrance how do we remember well there's those moments that's when we truly remember that's my experience
1: i love that I i love i love how you've woven us back to nature and as you were talking uh i i was thinking of your word ancestry and ancestral and i think we so often cling to story we cling to wounds, we cling to the lineage that we believe we've birthed through because of our parents and our grandparents and whoever goes on back through there. But we don't really consider or remember that our true ancestry is the earth and the sky. It is the animals and the land. It is all of this nature that we kind of at times very unconsciously move about within, and yet it's our blood and our bone in a different way. And to reconnect to it in that way with that reverence and that prayer that you're talking about, it does engender a remembrance. It brings back a knowingness that almost doesn't have words, but it does go back to feeling and sensation, as you say.
2: Yeah, it doesn't have words. I think you're right. There's those moments. And I do mean literally moments. Uh, I I am not uh, wired that way or built that way that I can go around in that state of awe. You know, I, I have uh, the usual human kind of things to do. You know, here's my list of what I'm doing today. And oh my gosh, I've got to go grocery shopping, you know, or whatever it may be, you know, all the kind of um, tasks that we just we just do them you know as part of our what seems like survival but (laughs) we aren't that close to survival for the most part i know i'm not you know i go to albertson's down the street and you know i can get pretty much i look and see the avocados and i go well there's some that'll ripen in two days and bingo you know i mean it's it's easy to get our supplies in that way uh, for many of us, I should say, not everyone, though. I must uh, qualify that and say not everyone. But we can um, go beyond that, basic, those basic needs and those basic tasks. And again, I, I refer to something I described as the awakening process. I think in a way, Simran, we're all being tagged by spirit. You know, many of us are to go kind of s- <laughs> gently slapping us across the face and say, wake up, wake up. You know, there's more to life than just that. There's more to life than just that. I had an interesting exercise yesterday, too, that happened. I don't hesitate calling it an exercise, but I, I have a morning. I call it a sacred ritual that I do, which is I actually on my laptop, um, I'll put the date on and then <clears throat> I'll write some, this is what's going on with me, blah, 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 blah. And then I go into what I would call an altered, slightly altered state. And I listen, I pay attention to who shows up of my, I I would call it my spiritual team. And the spiritual team is spirit animals, ancestors, and especially one that has guided me throughout my entire life that I learned as an adult. But ancestors, spirit animals, um, any other teachers that show up from the world of spirit. And then I do, uh, I just transcribe, uh, I become a, um, a reporter, I transcribe what is told to me. And the biggest message, the, excuse me, the message that came through yesterday in what I'm calling downloads from one I just call the teacher, you know, typically it could be an ancestral council, it could be an ancestor, it could be one of the spirit, I don't know, but I, it, it just comes through as the teacher. And what they stressed is forgiveness, that it really is a time moving forward here that we forgive ourselves and that we forgive others, that we still hold uh, some sort of intensities or judgments about. And this has cycled through a couple of times as I look at the destructiveness. That's occurring in the world, and also the evolution of the planet, which is a by the way, a very natural phenomenon. It's been evolving and changing and shifting for four and a half billion years. And there have been five mass extinctions, you know, of various kinds. The one that's most memorable probably from early childhood really is the, the asteroid that hit the planet, <laughs> wiped out a lot of species. And some believe that we are in the process of another mass extinction. And I don't say that to alarm anybody that, please don't go there, you know, because, oh my God, what do I do, you know, if that's true. But to appreciate that we every day we wake up to really appreciate the experience of living right now on this amazing planet. You know, and I always wonder off and go, how did we get here? And I never find the right answer about that. You know, I can give theories, but right answer about it. But also to truly live your life, not just um, exist. Really live your life by doing some of the things that we're talking about here, Simran. That's what's important. That's I what's love really that. important.
1: I love that because... There are a lot of things that are taking place right now in our world, and it can create a lot of anxiety and fear within individuals. It can create a sense of helplessness or hopelessness as to, I can't do anything about that. And yet, there is something that we can do when you talk about the prayer and the forgiveness, because so much of this is also our consciousness whether you yeah. believe that our consciousness can actually shift something outside of us, or whether simply that consciousness helps you to be more reverent and more present and understand that you're part of this great big saga that is taking place, whether it is our deepening into living or whether it is part of this process of cleansing that might be a process of the earth taking place that we become a part of. and In your book, uh, Animals, you have a section where you talk about um, how the animals are faithfully and lovingly working on our behalf. You say both in the visible and unseen worlds to help us reawaken to who we really are and stay on course with our evolution as humanity. And we can in turn give that deserving reverence to the animals for doing so and as an honoring to them stay open to the wisdom that is present. And that so much sounds like what you were just saying in terms of even our experiences that are happening, whether it's in other countries or whether it's in our own community that is creating question or sorrow or anger or despair to really hold it from that place of, what is this calling me to do? Where do I need to forgive myself and others? This moment?
2: Yeah, the, uh, the download, um, one piece of it, and that was just yesterday morning, was forgive your ancestors. And the, we're talking about the human ancestors, because our lineage goes so far back. You know, 200,000 years, you know, is what I've come across. And I've come across various estimates, but. Let's put it this way. It's a long, you know, humans have been on the planet for quite a while, but in terms of the life of the planet, really not that long. And have we evolved from the animals? Yes, of course we have. So we have that direct connection. If we go back to our human ancestry, that's one thing. But if we even go further than that, again, we see how we're all connected. The um, piece that was so powerful in... The message that I received was to forgive the ancestors, and what I, and I actually did this, and it brought me to tears. And it was, I forgive all of my ancestors, human ancestors, for they knew not what they did. And that's a very simple statement, but it's loaded.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Literally did not know what they did. You know, and we're still um, in a phase where I'm not sure we quite know what we're doing (laughs) as we move forward. So then when I do, Simran, and thank God for uh, teachers like yourself and healers like yourself, is that we, many of us, are being called to what I call the front line, you know, to really teach, to encourage, to facilitate, to provide how to tune into that awakening process by working with spirit guides.
1: Mm. And I'm going to have you pause that, right there, Stephen, sure, because we have to sure. take a break and I want everyone to hold the statements that you've just said to forgive our ancestors because they did not know what they did. Yeah. They did not know what they did. And perhaps we do not know what we are doing. I am with Dr. Stephen Farmer and he is a licensed psychotherapist, soul healer, and author of several best-selling books and oracle cards, including Animal Spirit Guides, Earth Magic, Earth Magic Oracle Cards, Children's Spirit Animal Cards, and many others, including the book Animals, Personal Tales of Encounters with Spirit Animals, which is part of the Common Sentient series. I want to let you know he's got an event coming up this week, Healing with the Ancestors Zoom Online with the Infinity Foundation, Also next week, Messages from Animal Spirit Guides is taking place online with Camp Chesterfield. And then he's got quite a few events coming up in April and May, such as the Gathering of the Shamans in Sedona. So definitely go to his website, drstephenfarmer.com. You can also find that in the bio description and go ahead and sign up for one or more of the things that intrigue you. We'll be right back with Dr. Stephen Farmer right after these messages.
2: America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today.
3: Do you want more? More joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com
0: 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IMSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio.
1: Before I get back to Stephen, I do want to mention the Common Sentience series by Sacred Stories Publishing. It is a beautiful collection of books, if you are not familiar mm. with it. And there are so many entry points in which you can start to deepen into your own spirituality, as well as the discovery of different practices and protocols that exist. On top of that, you get to connect to the stories of many other people. And so often we can feel alone because we think we're the only one having an experience. But through these books, you will realize that so many people are encountering the mystical that are encountering the extraordinary and it is becoming part of our ordinary life to be able to open to this and to share these stories so tap into Stephen's book which is animals personal tales of encounters with spirit animals my book signs sacred encounters with turning points pathways and divine guideposts there are books on sound by dr. JJ J. J. Uh, God Talk was just released by Neil Donald Walsh, Meditation by Sister Jenna, Anadia Judith is coming out with a book. Uh, there are so many uh, in the series, everything from nature to which Valerie Love has created a book entitled Witch. So look at the series, explore the books, pick them up one by one, and open yourself to all of the beauty that is available to you as you endeavor upon your own spirituality. Once again, I want to remind you that Stephen has a couple of events coming up. Healing with the Ancestors is this week with the Infinity Foundation. That is online, so you can be anywhere and attend that. Next week, another online offering is messages from Animal Spirit Guides, and that is in collaboration with Camp Chesterfield. He has a gathering of the shamans in Sedona in May and some other events coming up in April. So go to drstephenfarmer.com. In addition, both Stephen and I and some of the other aforementioned authors in the Common Sentient series, as well as Sacred Publishing, have collaborated with Humanity's team and put together an 11 11- episode masterclass that is sure to be quite powerful it is called mystical journeys beyond your five senses experience the power of spiritual phenomenon in your life and if you'd like to find out more about that or the free webinar that they are offering to introduce some of those ideas that is uh, actually featuring neil donald walsh trisha mccannon and lisa barnett you can find that both of those links in the, uh, on the show page for 1111 Talk Radio. Just go to the middle banner, scroll down, and hit that middle banner, and you will see that in the link tree. Stephen, you had left us with a moment of contemplation in regards to forgiving our ancestors for what they did because they didn't know what they were doing, and we don't know what they were doing, and you were about to share... Um, another moment or practice in regards to that. I'd, I'd like for you to feel free to continue where you, from where you were.
2: Yeah, the, um, I was also thinking, just a, a, a bit of an aside, uh, Simran is uh, Mindahi Battista, as part of the Common Sentience Series too, has yes. released a book called Ancestors, you know, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. Anyway, I, I do believe also, or let's put it this way, it's not just belief with me, it's it's this knowing that um, the ancestors do want to help us too. And so um, I, oh gosh, for many years now, I've included the ancestors in my prayers, whereas before I didn't think much about it, Um, you know, several years ago, uh, they're definitely a part of my, uh, any prayer ritual that I'm involved in, just thanking them for all they they give to us. In fact, (laughs) 90%, I would say, maybe 100 I don't know, but 90% of my prayers are prayers of thanks and gratitude. And I think we need more of that. Speaking of, you know, staying present and being able to relate to the world as it is, even with all the chaoticness and uh, the things that we see on the news, you know, that um, we are alive. we, We don't just exist and to go ahead and to live that life, you know, it is a gift has been said before but I want to really stress that Um, there's I'm an itinerant songwriter too, Simran I don't I don't promote that you know or anything like that but there's a line in a song that says welcome the day welcome the day breathe in the air and welcome the day you know so it's a practice I have every morning too as part of my sacred rituals take uh more than one but, but at least take one nice big deep breath and say welcome thank you for all that you give, and just being grateful and thankful, I think. Do you know that one piece about gratitude is that I was looking, I was doing a piece on gratitude a while back, and um, I was looking up what's called uh, the vibrational frequency of various emotions, and um, it's a little on the edge for me, but it makes sense, too. There is a vibrational frequency to the various emotions. And um, gratitude was like just a little tiny bit higher in frequency than love. I mm-hmm. was astounded by that, like, wow, okay, that says a lot right there. Whether that, um, that can be proved, I don't know. And usually when we think of it as a scientific way, I don't know. But right now, I think, Simran, more than ever, it's important to be grateful. You know, it's so easy. I, I'm a human being as well as I'm pretty good at what I do. You know, I know that, but I'm also very human and I have the human side to me. What I do know is that um, when I become aware at any given moment of what I call, I don't call it even complaining anymore. I call it whining. <laughs> so when I become aware of whining... I go. That's enough. I just—it's almost like that—that that other voice inside me is is talking to me. Maybe one of my guys or something, and it says, "That's enough, farmer. That's enough. Move on." And I do, you know. So um, I do allow a certain um, amount of time to whining when it shows up, you know. But I do my best to get out. Of, I don't want to dwell there. I don't want to live there. You know what I mean? Yes, so,
1: absolutely. Sh- and I love what you brought up about gratitude and particularly uh, your morning practice, because I do believe that we have to make life the sacred ceremony. It's not just going to be this beautiful place or this extraordinary experience that we open our eyes to every morning. There are all kinds of things that will take place in our world, but we can begin that day as a sacred ceremony. We can move through that day as a sacred ritual. There are ways to keep bringing ourselves back to presence that can be really, really powerful to not only support ourselves, but in that practice of serving the rest of the world. So I I really love how you have shared your own practices of doing that. And I know that you've recently written an article in regard to creativity and shamanism. And what I'd love, I'd love for you to share some of that, but there is a, there is a place also for us to sit with that whining to a certain degree, to sit with whatever emotions are coming up to a certain degree, and then lifting them up to the high vibration and frequency of love or gratitude or joy talk a little bit about that type of shamanic work and how we must go into the underworld before we rise into the heaven and then how creativity plays a role in that
2: Yeah, love the darkness and the light you know that's sometimes difficult to do Um, appreciate the darkness and the light Um, gosh I could say so much about that um I did an article recently. Um, I, let me, a little bit of a backstory. I'm on the board of uh, an organization called the Society for Shamanic Practice. And I've been trained in shamanism extensively and uh, sort of drift, uh, not drift, but synthesize on my training as a therapist, psychotherapist, and a shamanic practitioner. So when a client comes to me, it's like, what do they need? And I've got a lot in my uh, medicine bag, so to speak. Um, creativity. I had to dive into. Um, I like things. Anyway, I, I, the, okay, I'm scrambling here. The Society for Shamanic Practice. By the way, if if that is something you do, it's not about being a shaman. It's not about being a shamanic practitioner. Even it's if you, even on a personal way, you use some of the principles from shamanism. It's a great organization to, that supports that. And I was invited to be on the board a few years back and really enjoy it and enjoy the colleagues that, that um, are also present on the board. And one of the things is we come up with fresh articles, you know, once a month that are published on a, um, a newsletter that goes out. And so I offered to do a, uh, a piece on creativity and shamanism, because <clears throat> I think sh- shamanism is a very creative process And I wanted to understand more clearly, well, what is the creative process? Okay. Another piece is that I love fours. I like to put things in one, two, three, four, (laughs) because I think a lot of teachings have come down the pike that are in fours, Um, four guidelines to the art of living, uh, four questions that the shaman will ask you. In fact, on my podcast, I've got a series I'm doing called four by fours, uh, et cetera. And so I wanted to synthesize or condense it, if you will, to four basic principles as to what, what are the steps in um, creativity. And um, what I came up with uh, is, is quite interesting, is that there is a distinct process that could be described in four different stages or four different steps. And it it fits, it just it fits so well. Let me um, I should have that here. I was looking on the computer to see if I could come, you know, find it real quickly. I don't want to spend a lot of time looking for it. But basically, there are four stages, it goes something like this. Imagine, um, excuse me, inspiration. Number one, inspiration. What prompted you, Simran to write what you wrote, those wonderful books that you've written. And that I'm sure you will continue to write some other books as well. What is the spark that gets you going? You know That's where it starts. Now, where does that come from? It comes from maybe a conversation, you know, like we're having, it could come from some other external event. It could come from a prompting of spirit, you know, uh, you wake up from a dream and go, hmm. The example I, I wrote about in the article was um, the artist, you know, wakes up from a dream and goes, wait a minute, that I got to do something with this dream. So then um, he takes it, he begins to imagine, that's step number two, how can I, how can I manifest this? What? that sparked, I got sparked by that dream. And it it sort of ignited the imagination. So I start to imagine, what would that look like? What would that feel like, etc. And then number three, and this is where the rubber meets the road, implementation. In other words, how do I implement what I've come up with here? And then the, the fourth step is, you could call it, I like to call it actualization. Uh, some would say manifestation, but For some reason, I just like that word, it actualizes, you know, it comes forth into the world into visible reality. And I think if you take those four steps, inspiration, imagination, implementation, and actualization, you could apply it to any creative process. You know, that um, writing a book, you know, where again, where it starts, how does it start? It starts with an idea. It starts with, where does that idea come from? You know, where did that spark come from?
1: And I think that we are creative capacity. So innately within us, there is going to be creativity, whether that stems from the inspiration of uh, something dark or tragic or chaotic that we've experienced, or whether it comes from a dream or something beautiful that we encountered. But there also seems to be a certain amount of presence or time regarding each one. And I think that we live in this world where number one, like we were talking about on the break, we can get too serious or number two, we can uh, decide we need to go too fast and we need to just get something out there. We're in that kind of really fast paced world right now. Do you find that with inspiration, imagination and then implementation and actualization that it is beneficial to allow those initial parts of the creative process to have space and time so that the gestation is complete.
2: There's another word that ends with ION. I like that <laughs> gestation. True. I think that's part of the implementation, is that you may, excuse me, that, that, that space between imagination and implementation is, it's got to simmer for a while. It's going to gestate. You know, once uh, a woman, or any animal really, but once a woman becomes pregnant, there's a gestation period, you know, before there's a birth. And we could take that framework as well to apply it to, like what you said, is that we are naturally creative beings. That we um, often try to rush it, oh, we got to get this in print. Have you ever heard the term deadlines, Simron? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I often question that. Why are we not calling them lifelines instead of deadlines?
2: <laughs> exactly. Oh, I try, you know, I got to tell you the truth. I, I tried changing the words because like I said, I'm a, a wordsmith and I love wordplay. I tried changing it to target date. But, you know, if you let those words roll out of your mouth, target date, it just doesn't have the same impact, does it?
1: <laughs> Versus no, it deadlines. Doesn't. It doesn't. I feel we like we also I talked. Have... Go, ahead. go ahead. We also talked about something at the break, which I think filters into this conversation, and it was in regard to significance and insignificance, because because I think that so often that rush to complete something and get it out there or hit that deadline is because. We believe I've got to do this now. It's so significant. It's going to make such yeah. a difference. It's going to change the world and all of these things. And in a way, they do. And yet, yeah. as you said, you know, three thousand years from now, who's going to know who Stephen or Simran even are? You know, it, it doesn't right. matter to so to speak. So, how do you weigh the balance of that? Doing something for the for the the beauty and the richness that it's here to bring, and yet. Not holding it so seriously that you allow the play and the fun in.
2: Yeah. I, and back to what you're saying about, you know, the, uh, I heard this term years ago and I always remember it called uh, hurry up syndrome. That uh, 30 years ago, I think, Simron, you know, this came across and I thought, my God, that's so true. You know, that we're caught up in that hurry up syndrome. Let's get it done now. You know, let's get it done now. Deadline, you know, there's that word again. Um, But also, yeah, realizing the paradox, I just uh, came across something this morning reading about paradox. I got to go back to it, but there's a piece on my emails about paradox, and the paradox is that um, along the lines of what we were kind of um, discussing in over the break, uh, that I believe sincerely believe that what i'm doing is important it's impacting the world it's impacting the world in some way even if it's in a small way even if it's in the neighborhood or with my family or whatever it may be but that i'm impacting the world in some way so therefore i choose to believe and hear those words i choose to believe that what i'm doing is important and the paradox is recognizing like you said you know three thousand years from now <laughs> will anybody have any of my books or Oracle, I don't know, you know, probably not. I don't know. I just don't know. But it doesn't matter. Because I'm going to lean into that first statement that I choose to do. I choose to believe what I'm doing is important. And I shared I should share it with the listeners also this, uh, the the story I told you this very brief story. I was sitting contemplating, you know, things which is not uncommon for me. and. Uh, the phone rang and i pick it up and it's a friend of mine hey what you doing and i said well i'm glad you called because i was just beginning to believe that i was really important <laughs> <laughs> and the i hope you guys who are listening get the joke yeah that it get it's easy to get caught up in that egoic stance that you know oh my god you know uh we see it all around us too you know people think that oh there, this is the right way and this is this is, that's the wrong way and pits us against one another and uh, groups and collections, etc. Um I, per, you know, this is a personal confession As I get so burned out with politics that I just, I stop listening after a while. It's just crazy. You know, people trying to prove each other wrong. Uh, that's not going to make a better world. I don't think,
1: you know, forgive really, us for what we do because we don't know we're doing it. Right. We
2: don't know we're doing it. Yeah. Forgive them for what they do. And then there's self-forgiveness, too, which uh, I mentioned on, on my uh, Facebook page, if you scroll down about three or four items, there's a, affirmations for self-forgiveness, and as somebody commented on that, sometimes it's harder to forgive yourself than it is to forgive others. So uh, you guys who are listening, you know, go take a look at it, uh, I think you'll find it useful. So anyway, you know, that's moving forward into, um, you know, this uh, this next few years. There are certain practices that are important, the gratitude we've talked about, Uh, sharing your love, you know, affection, just simple things, you know, a hand on a shoulder of somebody who's suffering, you know, and just being there, listening, listening, put that in capital letters in your mind, Uh, the art of listening. I think we, you know, Simran, let's collaborate here and write an article on the art of listening.
1: I think that that's what the world one. needs most right now. It doesn't sound like anyone's listening.
2: What'd you say? It just does kidding.
1: seem in certain no, areas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you I'm just got just me. Kidding. That was good. <laughs> I, got <Steven>. you. So,
2: <laughs> I made you laugh. <laughs> that's another piece I, Simran, I saw mm. that I really like. If if I can, and I wish I remembered where I got this. I was researching a different article, and I came across this one piece. This guy wrote that said. If I can make someone smile or laugh, it's been a good day. Isn't that simple?
1: Well, it's been a good day, Stephen. We're about to close out the show. I'd love for you to share anything in regard to what you're doing in the world right now or any places you'd like to point people to, to particularly connect with you. I know you've got an event coming up this week at Infinity Foundation Healing with the Ancestors and then next week at Camp Chesterfield Online messages from animal spirit guides talk a little bit uh, take a minute to just express other ways that you work with people or things they might be interested sure. in
2: yeah just go to my website dr that's one way facebook uh, dr Stephen farmer uh, neglected to mention too is we're going to be i think i'm pretty sure you're there also but a lot of the common sentience authors are going to be at the new living expo which is an in-person event in san rafael uh, coming up in April, I don't have the dates in my head, but it's coming up. It'll be on uh, my website as well as um, the Facebook page. You know, we'll put it there too. So I'm going to be a busy man here the next few months. I just realized, <laughs> and these, it's nice to to be doing things in person as well. So anyway, that's what I would suggest: is is go there. Uh, you can find uh, go there. Being go to my website, drstephenfarmer.com. There's articles. There's uh, my books. You can get. Um, you can order them through my website and I'll sign them for you um, and love to have you come to any of these events, uh, some online and, as mentioned, some in person. The Go- Gathering of Shamans in Sedona is a annual event, has been online and in person, and this one's in person, and the New Living Expo where the co- uh, Common Sentience authors are going to be showing up is in April. So check that out. I'd love to see you. Come up and say, hey, I heard heard you guys talking uh, on Simran's radio show. Beautiful. So Simran, thank you. God bless you for your work and what um, you bring to the world. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, it's been great to have you here. Once again, check him out, drstephenfarmer.com. Also look up all of the books from the Common Sentient series and check out Humanities Team and the upcoming Masterclass that is a combination of quite a few of these common sentience authors coming together Mm -hmm. to discuss mystical experience. It is a masterclass called Mystical Journeys Beyond Your Five Senses. Experience the power of spiritual phenomenon in your life. That link is in the middle of my show page. Just click the link and you'll find it. Um, It is wonderful to have you with me again, Stephen. Always a pleasure. Until next week, in love, of love, with love, and as love,
0: I am Simran. Be well.